Hello and welcome back to the Style Stories podcast. I'm your host, personal stylist Lisa Gilby, and this is the podcast that discusses everything to do with style, image and fashion for those of us over 40. This week's episode is a bit of a story in a pandemic. I welcomed Fanula Crew of fashion label New Day Originals onto the podcast and I had such an interesting chat with her. She used to have a label called Finique, which is event dresses and prom dresses. And actually, she then got a boutique in Essex, so a bricks and mortar shop. And of course, the pandemic hit. You can hear her whole story in a moment, but she basically didn't sit back and panic. I mean, it's it's all it's knocked us all for six. I'm someone who's also been affected, of course, by the pandemic. And she, what she did instead was start a whole new label. And the label that she started basically has clothes that we want to wear now and you know beyond as well so obviously no one was wearing prom dresses or event dresses and so she just got her thinking cap on and she created new day originals which produce t-shirts sweatshirts with meaningful slogans on them and it's all sustainable fabrics as well she's a girl after my own heart because we have a really similar backstory actually we're both ex-corporate girls so I loved hearing her story I really admire her drive and is she got actually she did get a bit emotional as well on the podcast because she's just so passionate about it so I really hope you enjoy this episode my doorbell goes of course in it because we are in lockdown still but ignore that and enjoy the episode and if you'd like to see us record it live go over to my Facebook page Lisa Gilby Style Consultancy because we filmed it on there we streamed it live so you can go and see us chatting on there if you prefer so I'm welcoming onto the podcast this week Fanola Crew of New Day Originals the fashion label New Day Originals and we've got lots to talk about because anyone that's listening to this podcast who is an entrepreneur and I have I have quite a few online digital entrepreneurs listening to the podcast she's got a really interesting story and you know how she's been affected by the pandemic and then risen out of the ashes as well and created something else from basically being stopped in her tracks like me during the pandemic so one minute you're bumbling along merrily 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 and then obviously none of us could have seen that coming and overnight I lost all my income and I think Finn did too and she's just going to explain her story so welcome thank you for coming on Thank you very much for having me, Lisa. I've been following you and your Instagram for quite some time and really enjoying your, your style tips and your sense of style is quite similar to mine. So um, I love uh, I love following you and oh, brilliant. finding your finds. So yeah, yeah thank you. It's a privilege to be on. Fantastic. I'm really looking forward to getting into your story because you've got a bit of a similar background to me as well as being a... a entrepreneur I used to work in the city I used to work in corporate banking uh, I ended up at Poots Bank and then 12 years ago I set up my own personal styling business so became an entrepreneur after having the security of a corporate job and salary so I just want to hand over to you and just hear your the backstory really and where you got to today to New Day Originals. Yeah so just kind of quick overview like yourself um, I 
studied at university back in, I graduated in 91, so that'll tell you how old I am. And um, I took off to Paris at the age of 21 and spent a few years there and obviously really influenced by the style there. But um, then um, a, a love took me to Australia where I worked for 16 years. And interestingly, I started my career in Australia in fashion and working just on the shop floor for a few Australian brands and um, then a, a French brand. And I absolutely loved it, but it just paid so badly. And I had a marketing degree behind me and I just couldn't make ends meet really. And so I sort of began my journey into corporate and I stayed there until, um, well, a couple of years ago, really. Um, got an MBA from University of Limerick in 2012 in Ireland. So really kind of set in the corporate world and, um, you know, reached the heady heights of sort of running marketing for big firms globally. And then in 2019, I'd been with a company about sort of um, nine months. And um, prior to that, I'd set up Phoenix in, in 2016. And I decided in 2019, I'd just really had enough of corporate and uh, the politics and the, um, I guess I found London quite a challenging place to work. And as I sort of got more zen, <laughs> I realized that sort of a paycheck wasn't enough. And um, and so, yeah, I made a big leap and decided to go full-time into Phoenix, which is my occasion wear business. Um, and I went full-time into that in 2019. So just to interrupt a bit, because this is it's quite uncanny and weird about how your story is like, practically my story it's like just that whole thing about starting in fashion that's exactly what I did couldn't make ends meet because it paid so badly so I made a conscious decision to go into corporate to get some money because I wanted a flat I wanted to buy a flat in London and I was 26 and I was like I'm never going to be able to buy a flat with on this salary so I consciously went into banking and it was the wrong environment for me but for 10 years, I, I did make decent money and I bought a flat and it, it taught me loads of stuff about business. So you can't regret those things, but the environment was wrong. And like you, I wanted to do something more creative. So you started Phoenix, which was your, um, that was your prom dress and event. So was it just event dresses like bridesmaids or just prom dresses or what, what was the Well, business? actually I started it because, so just to tell you what kind of clothing it was, when I was working in corporate, I was going to a lot of awards nights. I was head of, of marketing and PR for, um, in the retail tech sector. And like every other week there was some kind of thing to go to. And I just found that there wasn't a great offering for, you know, um, evening wear uh, at a, an affordable mid price. So yes, there was loads of stuff that was kind of way beyond my budget. And then on the other end, there was a lot of just crap really. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. so I started kind of buying stuff from brands in Australia that I knew and sort of, you know, shipping it over and it was all a hassle, take weeks. And if I didn't like it, I couldn't send it back and customs and duties and all of that. So I decided to start importing some of the brands I liked and I set up Phoenique online. So originally it was occasion wear for sort of, you know, professional women, I guess, you know, day wear as well. So again, going to lots of family weddings and, you know, there was kind of Coast and Karen Millen and I, you know, or Ted Baker and it just wasn't my vibe. <laughs> and um, I sort of missed the Australian kind of 
more effortless chic sort of look and so I identified some labels and they weren't even available in the UK at the time and a bunch of designers agreed to let me you know wholesale buy some stock in and just kind of bootstrap that bought a load of stock maybe with my you know my own money and then had a great online store and then about a year later I could see that Amy Child's boutique in Brentwood was kind of yeah was closing down and so I got in touch with the landlord and I said you know what are the terms and just like that overnight I decided to set up um, a physical store so whilst you know prom was kind of something that just sort of fell into our laps we never went out and sourced prom brands and we still don't carry any of the Angel or Tiffany or Piamichi or any of those real promy kind of brands because I'm still very true to that kind of style ethic of you know effortless chic and I'm not into kind of dresses covered in gems with a lot of synthetic material mm-hmm. um, but we have done really well in prom because I think there are lots of young prom ladies who are a bit more sophisticated and mature and they want something different and those are the kind of ladies who come to us but you could just as easily have a 16 year old confident um, girl wear one of our gowns as a, like myself, a 50 year old woman. And so they're really about kind of more of a classic, but yet very glamorous, very chic look and still in that nice price point, um, you know, that's a bit more affordable. Yeah, so I mean, I, I used to really love Alana Hill in Australia. But yeah. she wasn't affordable, really. She was kind of a bit higher end. But that she Very quirky, yeah, really quirky. But all the sort of clothes had really cool names, didn't they? Sort of like take me to bed and stuff like that, like dresses and yeah, it was very coquettish. I think we call yeah. it just very kind of tongue in cheek. And I used to buy a lot of her stuff, but I generally bought it in the sale. Um, but yeah, she had used beautiful kind of laces and lots of embroidery. Um, I don't know if she's still going actually. No, she's not. That's I was very sad when I heard that. I was gonna ask you actually, just like taking a bit of a handbrake turn here, but they've just announced that Boohoo has bought Topshop. Because Topshop, obviously, the, the big Oxford Street store is closing down. Boohoo have bought it and they're taking all of Topshop online and or, and someone's bought Debenhams and they're taking them online as well. And I just wondered what you thought about, yeah. about so the lots of Boohoo has bought Debenhams and oh, right. yesterday of ASOS buying Topshop oh, okay. and the Arcadia, I think, uh, brands. Um, so there's a few of them. I think Miss Selfridge might be in there as well. I mean, my thought really is my heart is dropping as you're just bringing up this topic because I think since lockdown in March, I've had a lot of time to think about how wasteful this kind of one wear low quality fast fashion is and I'm the first to say how guilty I am of that sort of addiction to having something new every time you want to go somewhere Mm. or go out and I've become very mindful of that and my heart is dropping to see the likes of Boohoo in particular you know sort of you know, get bigger and bigger. Um, I'm actually very familiar with the organization. They were a client in a company I worked in before, um, actually before they became a publicly listed uh, company. And, you know, 
I don't want to get into trouble, but I do know that, you know, they are churning out stuff that is only intended to be maybe worn once, you know, probably. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. You know, is it, is it quality? Is it so on trend that really is as soon as next week or next month, it's not going to be fashionable. And I think it's such a shame. Um, in relation to ASOS, I think that they have much stronger sort of sustainability at their core. But likewise, you know, we all just have this addiction to going on just to seeing what we can buy. Yeah. Just, yeah. I think what a lot of people don't like online shopping though, and it's all going online, you know, going to the shops was or shopping was a leisure activity. It was a nice thing. So, you know, as a as a girl growing up in South End, I was, you know, Saturday would be going to Topshop to, to get something, you know, a dress. It's that shame that that leisure activity is going and, and shopping online, it's you know, you've just got to order a load of stuff and try it on at home because you don't know what it's gonna look like. Yeah, I mean. To be fair, shopping is, it's entertainment. It's a kind of a social occasion. And like you, I absolutely love a potter in some of the, um, you know, some of the smaller high streets and just, you know, in and out of little shops with independent brands. I mean, there's nothing more pleasurable. Obviously since lockdown, that just hasn't been possible. You know, shopping, will it ever return to, sort of the normal way we thought about it. Then at the same time, I mean, sort of lockdown and COVID aside, you know, there's been a massive shift towards online. And I think our whole mindset has really sort of changed. It's, you know, having two online stores, which I do, I mean, obviously Fanique is quieter right now because no one's shopping for occasion wear. Um, but, you know, there was a time at Fanique where we were almost going to stop selling online mm. because you would send out a bunch of beautiful dresses. I mean, sometimes people would buy three, four, five gorgeous, you know, three, four hundred pound dresses. So you'd be letting a couple of grand out of your shop and it would all come back all balled up, all terrible. Oh, yeah. And then, you know, there's the impact on the environment around all of that as well. You know, there's, you know courier vans all over the place just delivering stuff picking it up taking it back you know and we just it goes beyond the manufacturer it's all that fuel we're burning just so that we can just try on a load of stuff because the entertainment has moved from the physical street to our you know to our bedroom and yeah. you know it's just i just don't know how we're going to stop this kind of ever-increasing problem um, I'm hoping that the Zedennials and all those very smart um, kids coming up behind us are going to kind of, you know, stop tolerating and start to influence and lobby for this sort of, you know, reckless um, sort of shopping habits to be yeah. to be curtailed. Yeah, exactly. And it's I think, you know, but like you say, mindsets are shifting now because people are becoming far more aware and brands do need to show that they're, they're, they've got sustainable fabrics and all those sorts of things. You know, I think it's important. I'm just quite sad that the big Oxford Street top shop has gone because, you know, it was a nice leisure thing, a good thing to do all of that. And it's going to be interesting to see how it all changes going forward. But um, I was just going to go back to so Phoenix. So, so back to the story, because I interrupted there and took us off on another tangent. But so you Phoenix and you had the shop and it was all going along merrily. And then the pandemic hit. No one's buying occasion wear. And it was just. Yeah. 
So, I mean, not only that, but we were, so obviously it hit, I think we closed on the 20th of March and we were, you know, slap bang in the middle of prom season, which as I said, has grown a lot for us quite accidentally. And, you know, we enjoy it. We enjoy it very much. Um, but moreover, we had tons and tons of dresses on order for girls who later never had their proms. And mm. um, over the weeks that sort of followed, um, all of those orders started to arrive. You know, they're prepaid. I There's a great photo on my Vanique uh, Instagram that nearly makes me cry every time I look at it. It's just me just surrounded by boxes, just packed up with beautiful gowns that would never be worn. Um, and I still am thinking about how do I maybe rescue those gowns at some point in time and bring them back into my business because it's just so tragic and so wasteful that they may never be worn. It's bad enough that they're only worn once for, you know, for the majority of people. I do like to think ours are very classic and if a girl chooses well, she'll have that maybe for 18th birthdays and 21st and maybe on into her professional yeah. life. Is that, I mean, um, yeah, I think people are going to hopefully be mad for it though, like after this lockdown is over, because everyone's so fed up of not dressing up. Like, you know, they're, they're, I think people will be desperate. They're saying it could be a bit like the roaring 20s where everyone just goes super glam. Yeah, or post-World War II and yeah. those beautiful dresses kind of in the late 40s. Yeah, absolutely. I think so. But I do think that there's going to be a bit of a change. Um, if I'm honest, I, you know, when you look at kind of prom in particular and that sort of trend for, you know, buying these, you know, very gemmy, you know, over the top dresses, right. I think it's going to become a little bit more subdued. Um, I think a lot of, if you think about you know, a young lady who's sort of in her GCSE year right now, or even a little bit younger, you know, she's definitely picking up on this kind of austerity, this sort of lockdown vibe. And I just would be very surprised if there isn't more um, of a demand for probably something that's just a little bit more paired back and has a little bit more longevity. It's just my prediction and I'd welcome it with open arms. Yeah, because it is more sustainable. And the fast fashion thing, obviously, all the waste that goes along with it is pretty awful, isn't it? Um, but I think that might change. But that's when, so that's really, you just then picked yourself up and started New Day Originals. So could you just... Oh, yeah. I mean, I <laughs> it took me a little bit of time to realise, like a lot of people, uh, we're not actually coming out of this. Because if you remember when we reopened in July... Actually, July and August, there was sort of a sense that occasions were back on and people were pushing out their weddings to sort of the autumn. And I was getting contacted. My, my a lot doorbell for... keeps going right in the middle of the... <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Right. C carry on. Sorry. A lot of, um, yeah, there were, you know, um, there was a lot of kind of activity like not everybody was ordering gowns and in fact a lot of the time I was saying hang on a sec are you sure it's happening you know and um, I, I'm not a great saleswoman because I'm a very honest authentic person and I had had enough of all the wasted dresses I had to deliver uh, during lockdown you know to prom ladies 
so um yeah so kind of in around july i was like or august i was like oh my god this isn't coming back and i had had an idea in the back of my head for quite some time around doing something that was more comfy and casual because i'm one of those people where i'm either glammed up to the nines or on the other end of the scale and i'm sort of in cozy clothing yeah. but having said that i'm very you know I'm really into kind of the quality as well. So I was actually finding it quite hard to find something that sort of, you know, I was excited about putting on when I was having my casual days. And then the more I looked into sustainability, the more I kind of really decided this has to be the most important value to my brand. So I went off and I started sourcing and looking at kind of samples and stuff like that. And then my head was just full of all these positive quotes and I just needed to get them out sort of and get something out and um, you know with very little money and a lot of help from my husband in terms of designing so we designed everything in-house we put together a collection and launched in November uh, so New Day Originals <laughs> launched in November and um, it's just been so fulfilling I get emotional talking about it because I'm getting, so when I had, well, I still have Fanique, but I could spend hours with someone in a consultation for the biggest occasion of their lives. And I really put my heart into it. Mm. And I might from maybe 10% get a nice note and a picture back when they had their event because I get very close to my customers. Yeah. And then with New Day, I would say 70, 80% of the people who have bought our sweaters have sent me a photo, tagged me in a post, bought another one. Oh, you know, lovely. it's just so much more gratifying. And it's just really aligns with how I'm feeling about, about everything right now. And I just, I'm just very grateful to have yeah. the opportunity. I mean, I love the, the positive quotes. I'm going to talk about those in a minute, but this is the way people want to dress. Your heart on your sleeve. You know, I've got the heart on my, so I've got a, I've got a sweatshirt I'm wearing for anyone that's listening to the podcast that um, says wearing your heart on your sleeve. And it's got your emblem, which is a beautiful heart, you know, outlined in gold, a red heart outlined in gold with a wing going out the top. It's really cool. Um, and also you've got things like seize the day and you've got um, the balanced life one's quite interesting. So that's sort of, it, it's a bit of a play on Balenciaga. That's sort of extremely expensive. Yeah, brand. absolutely. Like it's, so there's a real kind of, you know, the brand is a real reflection of my personality and there's a few sides to my personality. One is I really do like luxury and I like nice things, but I have no budget <laughs> certainly don't have a budget now but you know I do like that sense that I I'm having luxury I also like stuff that's really stylish and I can kind of wear a few different ways I mean like you you've worn that sweatshirt now a couple of different ways and I think that's a real sustainability message but the um the balanced life one so if anybody is listening to this and you just hop on to New Day Originals co.uk you'll see that there's a kind of a range called balanced life i mean it is a little bit of a poke at um kind of you know it's not about amassing these very expensive brands it's actually 
about getting balance in your life and that that in itself is a luxury. And so if you actually go to our website, there's a story behind every slogan and it's genuinely how we came up with it. And yes, we've had a little bit of a play with it and it looks beautiful. There's actually, I think it's kind of like the Balmain Bee and stuff like that. And we're just about to bring out that design and all these beautiful spring colors because we do have people knocking down our door to, to get more of them. So yeah, it's oh, check, check that out, that is newdayoriginals.co.uk and that's the balanced life range, but there's lots of other really positive quotes that we all need right now because it's just gruelling, frankly, this lockdown and it's, it's you know, sustainable fabric, but also clothes that you want to wear at the moment, you know, but I would wear this sweatshirt, for example, with, I've got quite a lot of glamorous skirts, so I'm a feminine dresser, so my style is like your style, like you said at the beginning, that sort of effortless you know, but a little bit glam sometimes. So I'd like to wear, you know, like a metallic skirt or something with one of these sweatshirts because I like to have a bit of, bring it down a notch. So I wouldn't wear two really glamorous things at once, if that makes sense. I, I always need to mix it up a bit and then I feel like myself. So yeah. I think that's that's what I really like about this brand. And I think that's very on trend as well. Um, when we did our kind of little photo shoot just before Christmas, I, I did do that as well. I had a kind of, um, I think it was from Zara, sort of a gold thread sort of skirt, but with kind of, you know, chunky boots and then sort of a couple of different sweatshirts paired with that. And that was supposed to be my Christmas day outfit, but I was stuck here, went nowhere and just, um, yeah, stayed in sort of comfy clothing all day long. Yeah, exactly. Sweatshirts, but yes. Um, it's a good brand and as you say it's kind of what people are wearing right now and I think the other side of where the demand and the popularity is coming from as well as the designs and sustainability I think people really want to support small independent businesses right now um I when we did our first photo shoot we did it during lockdown and we were permitted to use a local hairdressing salon called the Brentwood Hairdresser. Oh yeah, I've seen that on your yeah. Instagram. Yeah. It's the funkiest salon. I mean, you would expect to find it in Shoreditch. You know, it is, you know, it's a really cool place. But I was very lucky, the owner there, he just opened the doors and his arms to us um, and let us just run riot in there for the day. But, you know, it was all these, all my models were local small business owners, people mm -hmm. who'd, you know, whose businesses were basically shot because of lockdown. So hairdressers, makeup artists, cafe owners, shop owners, whatever, they just all pitched in and they were all my models in my shoot. And it was yeah. such a beautiful story. And then everybody in Brentwood just really got behind it. And, you know, whatever bit of money they had, they, um, you know, they bought their little bit of New Day Originals. And that's really going to be a lovely part of our brand story as we grow yeah absolutely I love it because it's just you know because it's got that meaning and the story behind it and you're passionate about it you got a bit emotional talking about it which shows the heart and soul that goes into it as well I mean I was going to ask you as well just to end up as well about how has your style evolved as you've got oh this is a podcast about style image and fashion for people over 40 so you know I'm still a bit rebellious I don't like reading things saying you shouldn't wear this that and that when when you're over 40 you've got to feel happy in what you wear I would say my style is still the same in essence as it's always been which is 
feminine with a bit of edge. That's sort of how I describe it. But what about you? Yeah, I think we're the same, you know. Um, I mean, I go through phases and some mornings you'll wake up and you'll want to be one way and another day another way. But I think also because it's so on trend right now to sort of mix those things, um, that's certainly become my go-to in terms of, you know, what you should and should not wear. I think, you know, my philosophy is it's lovely to get guidelines. Of course, you know, this suits that figure and so on. And I do a lot of that in my shop when it is open. But I would always say to a customer, how do you feel? Like truly, how do you feel? And when I, a customer comes out of the fitting room for me, when, you know, with Fanique and they could be buying a dress for their 50th birthday or 60th, a mother, the bride, or even a prom girl, you know, I can tell from their face how they feel. And I think what suits you is what makes you look comfortable and relaxed and smiling. And, you know, that's why there's so much choice because the same thing doesn't suit everyone. So you may pull off your look, but someone else might feel incredibly uncomfortable in that. And, you know, we're, we're sort of surrounded by options, but I would say my big tip is really, you know, don't worry about what other people expect or think, really tap into how you feel in it. And also, you know, with expertise like your own, you know, yes, learn how to dress for your body shape and, you know, little tips and tricks around that will make you feel better and more confident. I don't believe age because I think a few years ago, I used to wear kind of those little short dresses with kind of the opaque tights and then sort of a knee just over the knee kind of boot. I just naturally stopped wearing that for me because just naturally I kind of decided it didn't look that great on me anymore it just didn't suit my vibe and it's not because of age I think you just naturally choose what makes you feel good so kind of really tap into that yeah I think your perspective just naturally changes doesn't it you're like actually that doesn't work for me anymore I've evolved this is you know why people need to sort of look at their wardrobe regularly because we evolve and change all the time so get rid of the stuff that doesn't work for you anymore don't hang on to it just because you know it, it cost you money and it looked great five years ago 10 years ago whatever you know but we can sell these things on now there's ways to not sell them on but give them to charity or to make sure that they are disposed of in an ethical way as well so that's really important yeah, but and that's a challenge at the moment I think I mean just looking down our high street you know people are just dumping all kinds of stuff outside mm -hmm. the charity shops um but I think, you know, I, I, it is very hard to part with clothes. They have a real sentimental value for me. So I'm just hoping my nieces might want to wear them, you know, in a few years time. Yeah, but that emotions are attached to clothes, you know, and you're emotionally attached to this brand. And, you know, you, it's impossible not to be emotional about clothes because it's, yeah. it's part of your identity. So it's really, really hard to do that. But that's been absolutely brilliant. Thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. I really enjoyed that chat. You're very welcome. Thank you very much, Lisa, for the opportunity. Good luck with New Day Originals. Check it out. So it's newdayoriginals.co.uk. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye.
Well, I hope you enjoyed listening to that episode. Finn even got emotional at one point because she's just so passionate about her business and I wish her loads of luck with that. Go and check it out. New Day Originals, you can find them on Instagram. There is a link to New Day Originals in the show notes on this podcast as well. So just to say that it would be fantastic if you're enjoying this podcast if you could subscribe and leave me a review it really would mean the world to me and as ever I would love to hear from you if there's anything in particular you'd like me to cover lisa at lisagilbystyle.com and you can go over to my facebook page lisa gilby style consultancy to watch this interview live take care and I'll see you next time